everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. This is episode 100 and it's been recorded on the 3rd of October 2020. Um, in this episode, uh, because it's episode 100, we're going to be kind of looking back at a year of Disney Plus and we're going to be looking forward to what we think is coming up in the future. We will be doing some predictions and stuff like that. We'll also be going through some of this week's news, which includes the 23 Expo being cancelled or delayed. We'll also be talking about the new group feature, Disney Channel shutdown in the UK, Mulan, and a few other bits and pieces as well. But if you haven't already done so, make sure you do hit that subscribe button either on YouTube or you can find us on audio platforms, including Spotify, Google, uh, iTunes, and also Amazon, and a few other ones as well. So make sure you put in those nice five-star reviews. We like them. And just a big thank you to all of our supporters, either on Patreon or on our YouTube membership. So I'm just going to give a quick shout out to some of our members. So we got Joshua, Darren, Lauren, Jacob, Sarah, The Juice, What's on Netflix, Andrew and Julie on Patreon. While over on YouTube, we have got um, Filter, we've got I Got No Name, Petrie, Russia, oh, was it, sorry, Russell, Mike, Eddie, Jay, Joshua, Drew and Sarah. So again, a big thank you for all of your support. You can become a Patreon or YouTube member for just $2 a month. You get access to early content. For example, there was a video of our review of Mighty Ducks, which they've had access to for a week, and it'll be going available to everybody else tomorrow. And we also do a weekly Q&A where patrons and YouTube members can ask questions. Right, let's jump into it. So episode 100, um, kind of one of those things when we started doing this um, what, nearly about two years ago now. Um, yeah, episode 100, that's kind of quite, that was quite a bit of a milestone that we kind of been sort of going towards and it's kind of nice to kind of be feeling like, ooh, 100 done. Yeah, we're triple digits now. I, yes. Honestly, I didn't even know until last week and you're like, this is episode 99. I'm like, oh, oh that comes after, after <laughs> yeah. 99, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for me, at least, it's just been eh, yeah, another day, day of the week. But once I found out we we're going to 100, uh, obviously, I had to take a trip. To Disney World, so <laughs> here I am. In Disney World, it's it's two a.m. local time. Uh, mm. We're on a normal recording schedule, and it is bright and shiny, sunny, uh, sunny here <laughs> in uh, in Disney because Florida has its own physics system. You know, it's just in a own little oh. time loop. So bright and sunny here in uh, Disney World, and I'm, I I snuck in, so now I've got a. I've got the castle as yeah. backdrop. Yeah, and then in case you're on the audio version, uh, James has put up a lovely uh, picture of what is the word in his background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was saying, I'm sure yeah. that, that makes yes. a, a whole lot of sense. In, yes, yes. <laughs> in podcast world. Right, so Disney Plus has been, um, well, actually, yeah, to be honest, I've been using it for over a year because it launched in September last year in the Netherlands and then it rolled out properly then in November in the US, Australia, uh, Canada, and New Zealand. And, and obviously from the UK, it launched in March and other places are still rolling out. So, I mean, we've been using it well over a year. Um, and I just kind of want to take a look back at like, how this year has been, because it's been a, a bit of a bumpy year. But it's also been a fantastic year for Disney+. Plus. Um, they have managed to completely outdo their own performance. They have pushed forward and got close to, you know, they've done their entire five-year plan within the first year, over 60 million subscribers globally still launching out it's been a massive success um however is that kind of thing of like it has been a massive success and it had it's, and it's done a lot of stuff that i thought it would do i still don't think it, it it was a covid definitely had a gave it a real bump it kind of definitely whacked the tail end of the year out as with stuff being del, um delayed and pushed out 
And also, um, I feel like in some ways, Disney Plus had a little bit of a uh, identity crisis at the beginning of the year um, of what it wanted to be. And it went a little bit, it went way too safe. Disney were like, oh, this is our little you know, Disney bubble and we want to keep everything nice and f- super fluffy and friendly. And they got a lot of backlash because essentially they wiped out most of the big drama series for the rest of the year because they went too conservative. They went way too much to the thing of anything with anything. You know, we saw High Fidelity, we saw Love, Victor all get pushed off to the side. And ultimately, I think, it went too too childish and it caused some problems. And while there's a lot of people that did like it, there was an issue. And it does feel like in the last few months that has sort of slightly changed, don't you agree? I'd have to agree on pretty much all those points. Right when it launched, with the exception of, say, The Mandalorian, uh, and even that wasn't exactly a mature title, um, the content was very much uh, kid-focused and... Uh, they kind of went on the assumption that adults were only going to get it to babysit their kids or, or keep their kids entertained. Um, and so that was their focus. So you put a lot of uh, younger, you know, slightly preteen maybe audience was, was the target. And as you said, a lot of people were like, no, we, we want this too. We want, you know, content for us. And I don't know how much of it was them just being like, we need content for COVID Throw whatever we can at the wall to give people content. Or if it was a concentrated, no, let's listen to what the people want and give them slightly more mature content. I mean, we're still not obviously talking aliens versus predators or stuff, something like that, but you know, something even like uh, the right stuff coming here next week, that might not have been a Disney plus uh, product under the previous uh, not administration. They haven't really changed too well, much on the, the top level but well there has been there was a bit of a big a change where i mean we had um kevin mayer he left at the sort of the middle of the year and so we took over and kind of i felt like the backlash that they got around love victor kind of started that whole trend of things moving because from there we've ended up with black is king we've seen hamilton and hamilton was who, a surprise hamilton was the big one and obviously covid completely threw everything up because from march onwards Disney Plus had a massive boost. You know, all subscriptions were suddenly now, that was the only thing that was kind of keeping Disney going. You know, everybody was moving away from everything because everyone was locked down. It literally, you know, we all went into lockdown over here just as Disney Plus launched. So it was a perfect launch time for the UK and the rest of Europe. So that brought in a number of numbers. And a lot of people were at home. And they're still at home. And this... Made, meant a massive change forward and it pushed pushed it forward and it definitely helped Disney but it also caused a problem with delays and but also kind of made them have to change things you know we saw things like Onward suddenly drop onto Disney Plus like two weeks after it been in the cinema I don't think we'll ever see that kind of thing that was a complete one-off um, interestingly enough they only just added Onward in the UK yesterday they were still um, still all over the, you know, and it's been quite funny because um, I've been up in Edinburgh all week. We went up on vacation and on a load of buses, there was big buses full of Disney Plus adverts with Onward, Simpsons and The Mandalorian for the fall. Um, adverts on the radio for Onward. It has been, there was actually quite a lot of publicity around Disney Plus. So they're definitely using that as, which I don't think Disney was able to make the most of, obviously with Onward when it originally dropped on there. And then we had Rise of Skywalker, that dropped a few months early. Frozen 2 dropped early. Then we had Artemis Fowl, the one and only Ivan. 
and that all kind of pushed everything around. Everything was moving around. In some ways, it set a precedent of people expecting things much quicker. You know, the whole of the 2021 slate just got, just pushed, or the 2020, they just got completely worked out. But it's been a very chaotic kind of few months, really. And things, I wouldn't necessarily say things have calmed down, but the big moves feel like they've kind of happened already. Well, we hope they've happened already, I guess mm. would be the better way of putting it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's still a couple months left in the year and, and I wish that the end of the year was like the marker point where we could say everything's changed in 2021, but obviously uh, that's not, no. <laughs> probably not going to be the case. But yeah, the, the big major slates have changed. We've had Black Widow pushed back an entire year. We've had uh, the entire Marvel slate pushed back. Honestly, Mulan was like a huge experiment for them. And under no circumstances would we have seen that happen with uh, Mulan in any other situation. Um, It it just, no, they would have kept holding it and holding it. Or uh, if COVID had never happened, obviously it would have come out months ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've got Soul as the only one really. We've got Soul as the major one now for November. They're still pushing forward for a uh, cinema release. I still think things are going to change for that because of what's going on. Um, James Bond just delayed itself a few months, and things are just all over the place. And it's kind of been a real bumpy thing, you know. We saw all the Marvel shows all suffer for major delays. Um, in terms of how they're happening. We should be getting one division hopefully next month. And so that's kind of a nice feeling that we've got something new coming in. But yeah, everything has been, you know, there's been some issues up this past week up in Vancouver with the testing, uh, where all the testing was able to slow down. And therefore, a load of the productions like Mighty Ducks had to stop for a few days. Well, and so the things are still getting affected. Um, I know like Czech Republic has gone back into lockdowns and then obviously the, um, they can't fly back over to America to finish off Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Probably going to have to do something different there. Things are still having an impact. I mean, over here in the UK, things are still um, going on, obviously in America as well. Big things happening over there with it all. And this is the thing, it's just going to keep rolling forward. And Disney have got to kind of try and work out how to do it. I think as a whole, I've, you can't say that Disney Plus has not had a fantastic launch year. I mean, hitting those numbers, being that big, becoming basically the, the gateway to Disney, to Disney. You know, everything was shut. All the parks were shut. Cinemas were cut. And, every, and the stock market, just looking at Disney Plus going, well, there you go. That's the one business. That's kind of, and I mean, they ain't going to make money on Disney Plus for years. They, that, it's, it was kind of a bit of an odd one because they weren't making any money on it, but the stock market was kind of in that thing. Going, well, they're okay. They're still making some money. Some money is better than no money. Um, And I guess it's the tiny little insignificant silver lining on this otherwise huge thunderstorm cloud that's just been rolling through 2020. Uh, Any good news, any, yeah, any good news is welcome. And yeah, it, I don't know. There's not much else to say. A lot of other companies have tried, have tried to roll something out very quickly um, to take advantage. Not, Take advantage it makes it sound predatory. I yeah. think it's really just salvage something. And well, I mean, they haven't had the same level. They wrote, I mean, both Peacock and HBO Max wrote out, but they had, they had already announced their plans before. before. So they, we knew it was coming. They were, just, they were just being a lot slower than everybody else. Um, but they didn't, seem to, they didn't seem to make the same noise 
that Disney Plus did. And I think that's ultimately been the big issue for Disney, just kind of getting that momentum going. Um, I think we're going to see more of this. I think The Mandalorian is obviously going to push it forward through the rest of the year, and WandaVision is going to continue to help push forward. But it kind of feels like Disney Plus became the the center. You know, they they know the fact that, you know, apparently, you know, people are cord cutting fast and ever people are jumping into streaming platforms. You know, this is going to be around for a while and it's pushed forward that plans. It does feel like Disney Plus has, is a, it's been evolving. It's been changing how they've been releasing stuff. You know, we went from the week to week and then they start doing some drops of seasons mid um, early this year. They're still kind of carrying on doing that. They've kind of, we've got this weird thing right now where we've got, most of the show's dropping weekly, but then we're going to have like Marvel 616, the whole season's going to be dropping. Meet the Chimps, we get the whole season dropping, but then the other seasons and shows we're all getting week to week. It's, they've, been, they've been a lot of experimentation going on with Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and actually, uh, you're saying they're dropping a lot of things. I'm like, this week they didn't drop anything, uh, at least not well, in the US. Well, I, to be honest, I, I think the Simpsons season well, Simpsons is very- is huge. Well, yeah, I mean, I did look at that, and you know, a lot of people go, no, there's not a lot. I'm going, they did just add The Simpsons, a whole season of The Simpsons, which is the number one show on Disney Plus. It's like, that is a pretty big drop. It's just, yeah, it's not a Disney Plus original, but, that, but that's, a, that's a big, heavy hitter. Like I said, you know, the bus, you know, we've got it coming over here in November. It's on the buses, you know. They are pushing this as a, they know The Simpsons is huge. Um, it is, you know, it's got its own little adverts and stuff. Yeah, so The Simpsons was a big drop, and I think we're going to start seeing more of that. Um, how quickly things can drop on Disney Plus is going to be a big thing moving forward. But I think as a whole, year one has been, and I'm sitting here like at the end of this and going, wow, there's a lot, there's a real bumpy, it was, you know, I'm thinking of how great it is, of how the app is in such better place than I probably thought they could do. Maybe it hasn't reached its full potential, but... I mean, who could? I mean, if we'd sat there and tried to predict what was going to happen, everything that's happened in the last six months completely just threw everything out the window. No, there's no way we could have predicted any of this <laughs> at all. And even if you go back to when this this was starting, the predictions yeah. we made at that point, I I haven't gone back to check, but I'm yeah. sure that almost all of them are like completely out. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the this has put a wrinkle in in every everything. Yeah, and I mean the thing is as well is you could have, I mean the long term effect of everything that's been happening because in some ways Disney are gonna have to like retrain people to wait a little bit. You know, we've seen that a bit with Mulan at the minute of you know, you know, not you can't get everything all at the all at the same time and you know, Onward, like I said, has dropped this week in the UK. That's when it should have been dropping everywhere. You know, that should have been dropping now. You know, Frozen Two should have been dropping in you know, everything speeded up and it set expectations, which hopefully will move forward um, in terms of how quickly things add. But I think as a whole, year one has been a huge success for Disney and has been a massive, um, a massive success for all. And I'm really happy with like, how that's all worked. Uh, there's a lot of things else we, uh, we're going to the predictions and stuff. There's still lots of things I would like them to change. There's a lot of bits and pieces that I feel like they could do better, but sitting here a year on, I'm going, wow, this, this is, has been one heck of a year. I mean, I know even just from like what's on Disney Plus point of view, you know, we've had an incredible first, I mean, the website we've been running now for two years. So we, we've been running for a long time. But, you know, the, the, how many people we have a day and you know, how many subscribers we've got, 
you know, how many people watch our members, you know, we're going to have a, a Facebook group of like 137,000 people. You know, it's been incredible. And it's been an absolutely pleasure this year doing everything. And, you know, moving into the, into the second year for Disney Plus, it's like, this is fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's just been um, just such a, a crazy year, first year. I'd have to say, actually, doing the podcast has helped kind of keep me sane a little bit, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it, it, it's a marker point in each week. I mean, to, yeah. you know, this is the transition to the weekend. Because he... Even though I'm still working, um, the weeks just kind of, they blend into each other. And I have definitely had times where I wake up in the morning, what day of the week is it? Am I working? Am I on call? Uh, do I have a meeting in the morning? And, and I'll be like, oh, it's Sunday. Uh, you know, and it, and it seems to be happening more and more the longer this goes on. So th- this has been, you know, that touch point. And <laughs> I, all my travel plans are gone too. So Hey, get to, yeah. get to keep going. Yes. Uh, like I, I was going to have a, a two week two three week break actually from the podcast here at the end of November. That's not happening yeah. now, but yeah, I mean, it's just the thing. I mean, we were supposed to go on a Disney cruise next month. That's been canceled. Um, yeah. I mean the whole year, everything has just been thrown up. You know, we were, you know, we, we, we had a, a trip. Like I said, we went to Edinburgh this week, you know, we, we bought that a year ago and we were literally up till Friday. I still didn't know we were going. Literally, it was if the first minister of Scotland made an announcement, we were, we were, that was, I didn't, didn't even think we were going until like a day or two before. And that's ultimately been the thing we're over now. We just know we're not doing a lot. So moving into like the second year, really, of Disney Plus, um, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the prediction. Let's do the fun stuff. Let's, let's kind of go into a bit crazy um, of what we think is going to be happening um, with Disney Plus. Now, um, let's start off with the big one. I think the, the first one really is this. We've got this investors call, which was supposed to have been next week. That then turned out to be a fake date that had been put up on the live store. Much. It was a bit of an odd one because they, did, they previously had hosted something, but no date has been officially confirmed yet. We don't know what's happening. We don't even know if that's happening at all now. There's this, it's all seems to be all up in the air. You know, where's, where's it going to go? Are they going to move forward with Star? Are they going to do more with Hulu? Or are they just going to go all in on Disney Plus? Because that's how it feels in some ways of like going, this has given them that push forward, that they, they've got the confidence now to know that this is the main, the main thing. And over here in the UK yesterday, we had on the first of the month, the Disney channels, all three of them, the Disney channel, Disney Junior, Disney XD, shut down. They completely closed down and they moved all the content over to Disney Plus. And there was a massive drop of content. And what that means now is we're going to be following what Australia and New Zealand's got, where we don't have the channels. And so new stuff is going to start dropping. They haven't said how or how it's going to work. And we're going to have to see how this goes. In Australia, they've been doing little mini drops. And like that thing of like doing a prediction of going forward of going, oh, well, they're going to start moving more and more stuff on. Well, here in the UK, that's happened. You know, we've had the Disney channels completely shut down and everything now is on Disney Plus. Now, they've now decided that, you know, they don't need the channels. They don't want the channels. The viewership's not enough. So now they've pushed it all online. And like, if you were to do a prediction, like, I'd be there going, well, that's where the future's going. And it's already happened. You know, it's happened this week. And I think it's hard, maybe like in America, for, I know a lot of people are like, there's so many stories over the week. Like, the Disney Channel was gone. Where did it go? Why did they announce anything? Well, they did, they've been announcing it for months. It's just... Unless they put an advert on the channel, you wouldn't know about it. But 
that's where I think we're going to start seeing more of in terms of more push onto Disney Plus because traditional systems are closing down. We're going to see that the, the windows dropping. We're going to continue to see things drop faster. And I really hope we start seeing day and date with Disney Channel and National Geographic. That is my one kind of thing that I would love for Disney to kind of really get there into with Disney Plus. There's a new episode goes up today on the Disney Channel. It's also available on Disney Plus. You know, start putting up new episodes of all the Disney Channel shows and the National Geographic shows that same day and start making it look better rather than dropping these whole, you know, it can't happen with the US, but we're already seeing now internationally that this is what's happening. This is where it's going. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I would also be okay with rather than day and date as an alternative, dropping everything on Friday. Yeah. Um, you know, Owl House aired. I, I don't know what day Owl House yeah. on. It, let's say it airs on Tuesday. I'd be okay with, okay, we'll drop it on Friday with everything else in the content yeah. drop. Day and date's better, but given that it's a little bit different for digital platform release, yeah. a, a Friday drop's fine. Um, I think here in the States, what we'll see, rather than the Disney Channel just completely disappearing soon, let's give it a couple of years at least, yeah. um, I think they will consolidate the extra channels because last time I checked, there's like five or six different Disney channels and that's not even counting like Freeform and, and things like yeah. that. I could see some of those more uh, niche channels kind of just compressing into it. So we have at some point, maybe just Disney and maybe Disney XD and, and probably, the rest. I think I would say probably Disney Junior and Disney Channel and Disney XD is very, because that channel has been closing down in a number of countries right. as well. I think XD is very much on the, on the first one to go. The trouble is Disney are make, obviously making advertising money from those channels. It depends whether or not those channels are still making money. Obviously here in the UK, they weren't. They weren't making enough money for them to carry on they, and they're making more money with Disney Plus. And they're probably going to see how this all works. You know, see what happens in Australia and the UK. And But this is the start of it. You know, We're going to start seeing this all over. So they'll probably still be licensing out those shows other channels like here you know like on itv or something like that in the mornings you gotta have some of those shows kind of going up but um yeah i think that whole i don't necessarily think they disney are going to shut down the channels in the u.s just yet but i think we're going to see a lot more connection with the suddenly now like essentially for me all disney channel stuff is disney plus originals essentially that's just what's happened you know all those shows all those um, movies like Upside Down Magic, and you know, they are the only, only place you can watch them is Disney Plus. That's it, you know, they've all now moving into that zone, and suddenly the whole network is coming through there. And we've had it notoriously bad for years of how slow releases have been, you know, where we'd be getting things three to six months, and they only just added Zombies 2 this week. You know, that, that came out in Disney Channel in February. You know, these, it's very slow. And even just down to like some of the TV shows, you know, they're arriving maybe a year after they originally started airing on the Disney Channel because they, they take so long and they have so many hiatuses. I think they need to speed that up. Yeah. And I realize coming from um, my side of the pond, that's not really an issue for us because we're normally the ones who get it first. Not always, yeah. but most of the time the, the United States get it first. And I would say that would actually be a wish list item, though, to get globalization mm. properly done. If The Mandalorian Season 2 comes out, uh, Episode 1, everyone should get it, yeah. period. Uh, that one probably will, but uh, some of the more fringe stuff like uh, The Animal Planet 
show, uh, the one that's currently going on, stuff like that. Get it, just release it globally. I realize that there there are uh, not political, but um, you Internal, know, le- legal yeah, yeah, yeah. legal issues that prevent it. Licensing um, requirements for how much content has to be made in a certain location, all that fun stuff. Uh, but still, the the objective should eventually be everyone gets everything at the same time. I think it's eventually going to start rolling. I think we will see more of that moving forward with Disney+. Plus. I think we're going to see a combination of that strategy coming in. Because now, essentially, there is no reason why um, you know a movie that's just airing on the Disney Channel this week for the first time, why it can't be on Disney Plus at the same time internationally. Because essentially, you've got no other outlet. You've got, there are no rights issues because you don't, there is an Emmy. You know, it does, it, I think we're going to see more of this moving forward. I think with the UK now sliding in with Australia, they will probably become a bit more combined in how they deal with it. And hopefully, you know, I'm hoping at that investors event, if it eventually happens, that we see some announcements with that, some shifting in, you know, maybe everybody, you know, even the US, you know, if they can go, right, oh, here's five new episodes of this show or... Oh, they're having a hiatus. We're going to catch up because this, this is the other key thing. Disney are going to need these shows, especially the animated ones, to keep boosting up Disney Plus, especially with the live action stuff all being delayed, the movies now being pushed back. Because essentially, that's the other problem with them pushing so much of the 2020 slate into 2021. We're going to have a big lull. You know, I mean, we forgot we got Soul coming out in November. <laughs> You know, after that, maybe, <laughs> yeah. And what, what we, you know, I mean, I was just trying to think then of some of the movies that are coming out in 2021. There's so much stuff has been pushed back, and then if you're talking three to six months for things to arrive onto Disney Plus, that's that's, that's going to be a big delay. So I'm hoping that we'll start seeing things about the same thing really with National Geographic. You know, start, you know, they put things onto Hulu the same day. Why it's very odd, very strange. You know, there's a new documentaries is dropping on and then you know they put in the adverts it's dropping on the hulu on this it's like why are you why is that why is it going to hulu on that day why is it not going to disney plus because ultimately it's like oh well you know all the tone it's like no you need to just national geographic is a brand you've made a decision that, that needs to be kind of suddenly that it's like saying like hellstrom and all the rest all these different things they need a little bit more coherentness and i'm i suspect we'll see a lot more of that moving forward uh, and I, I suspect a lot of it will really depend on the nature of the content too. Like Hellstrom, I can understand not coming to Disney Plus. Just yeah. from the name itself, you can kind of tell maybe not uh, for a younger audience. And I haven't seen it, but I know the comics that they're based on, the characters are based on. It really does sound like they're they're doing a kind of a Lucifer kind of riff on yeah. it, minus the police procedural stuff, which was weird to begin with. Um, I can see, and, and just the name. I can see parents just not even knowing what it is, but it's called Hellstrom. Yeah. Yeah. The people would protest that. And then National Geographic's, you know, there are some uh, documentaries out there, some specials that they run where it's kind of like, yeah, I get that it's informative. I get that it's a documentary and it, and it teaches you things, but they're like, I'm not entirely sure I want kids to see some of these things yet. Uh, And and I'm talking mostly gore in this case, but there's obviously some other things that National Geographic is occasionally known for as well that parents might not want their kids to be exposed to yet. 
Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the thing moving forward. They've got to be they've got to be careful of how they're doing it, but they've also got to fall that line. Um, personally, if it's that kind of feeling of going things like Bark Skins were rated an R, um, is a drama series, wasn't probably ready for Disney Plus for it yet. And I think they're going to have to get their boat. In. And a lot of the things they're probably making him were, you know, they're picking up all these, like, you know, award-winning documentaries and stuff. It's like, well, if you're turning, you know, obviously they've made the Disney Channel a big part of it, but National Geographic, it should be, you should be thinking National Geographic, Disney Plus kind of, that kind of connection straight away of going, that is the home for, every, you know, not thinking, oh, oh, it's coming, it's National Geographic, and now it's a new short about, you know, a lot of, you know, I think they did one rebuilding paradise, which is all about the, the fires, um, and and then they do another one where it's about wartime Somalia, and it's like I understand why they they maybe haven't gone with that route, but at the same time, going you what you you're associating this brand, so you need to kind of mix things up, make it a little bit more simpler. For everything right now, people need more simplicity, much more very you know rather than making things conv- convoluted and difficult make things more simple and i think we are going to see more of this and i think hopefully we that's my one thing really my one hope is we start seeing more faster releases of this content but also a bit more just continuity of like okay it's coming and it will be there at the minute it's literally like rolling the dice on whether or not a national geographic show or movie will come to disney plus at some point there doesn't seem to be any strategy in terms of when it arrives you know, it's not like, well, it's a month after the show airs. Well, some of them are three months, some of them are six months. It's very erratic. And I hope that we start seeing some organization with this stuff. And I think hopefully those conversations are moving forward, especially now that Disney Plus is going to start and Hulu are going to start ro- running out of some of their stuff a little bit. They're going to be running out of their stuff. They will also be put into that situation in the very near future where the annual subscribers are going to have to be uh, deciding if they want to pay for another mo- year up front or they want to switch to monthly or they want to you know, give it a little bit of time to build up some new content and then resubscribe or however they want to go about it. Because that's coming up very, very closely. And also once the Mandalorian season two ends, so we're looking forward a little bit further yeah. there, they'll have the same issue that they had last year when Mandalorian season one ended where people are like, well, okay, the thing I came here to watch is gone. Uh, let's see what Netflix and Amazon Prime have. Uh, obviously not quite the same situation because we got WandaVision coming in as well. But once WandaVision's done, eh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, think I think those two shows kicking off like November, December is a great way of keeping people signed in for a year. There's a lot of people that are kind of asking for stuff and, you know, and or are they going to unsubscribe? And I can see there's a lot of adults that will have only subbed up for, for Mandalorian they watch the Marvel shows and then they disappear. I think that audience is going to happen regardless. Yes. But we are going to, I think we are going to start seeing more mature content arriving. I think we, you know, this past week as well in Australia, Ford versus Ferrari was added, you know, those kind of movies are the things that are going to start making that impact of, you know, seeing that kind of content arriving and keeping the adults happy. Um, personally for me, you know, a year in, you know, my annual subscription is coming up and it's a bit like, okay you know it's like is it worth it definitely to me i feel like you know as long as i watch one or two things a month that feels to me like that's worth a couple of you know this this past week we watched call of the wild last week um i've got around watching spies in the skies i've been watching some other shows and stuff it's like yeah you know it's literally like a, a movie rental you know as long as i watch one movie a month on it then i feel like i get my money's worth a lot of people are in a different boats 
there's a lot of you know there's the trouble as well especially like online there's a lot of people like demanding and asking for when things are dropping and why isn't you know where's mouse of the house and where's dog of a blog and all this kind of stuff and where's enchant you know why isn't everything on there and everybody wanting everything now and it's a bit like yeah they, they've obviously got some contracts i mean this like really weird things like cinderella was added yeah, that and was then taken, an odd one that was a really odd one i mean like that one got added last month and then they got taken away um disney that, that, to me that's like that's a really bad look it just looks the fact that disney don't t say when things are moving or when things are coming back i mean that should have been put up there that it was expiring soon and they should now have when you find, look on it on the line it now says it will return on this date i mean i know those dates keep changing because they seem to be buying contracts that but that shouldn't be happening. I know it doesn't happen nowhere nearly as bad as it's happening on like Peacock and HBO Max. I mean, let's be honest, we're talking one or two titles a month. We're not, it's not, you know, when Hulu put out a list of 30, 40 items, we're, the list of things that have been removed from Disney Plus over the year is minuscule compared to everybody else, but it's still happening. Um, there's those, those existing contracts and how long are they in play? And there's so little information about all of that. Um, the whole thing with Fox of what you know the, the Fox movies with HBO in some way 2020 has actually helped them because now they've kind of lost essentially a year of those releases um, you know half of the 2020 release date has now gone into 2021 so things will start speeding up but you know how's all that kind of work it's all very strange I will say um, for HBO Max at least though they are very clear about when movies are leaving there's an there's an entire tab dedicated that just says these movies are leaving soon here's the date this movie is leaving if you want to watch it you watch it now or you know before this date so they're very transparent but yeah they have a, a, a very rapid turnover well not rapid a uh, large turnover they're normally on there for a while but the list is long i i don't i understand not having a tab especially with disney plus because essentially there's not enough to warrant a tab or an or a, but at least put that little yellow warning that comes up of like, they just need to work on these little things. There's lots of little changes they need to improve. Of just fundamentally, there's some app issues, and you know, they keep tweaking it. They keep trying to make it better. Um, personally, I'd like some more integration in terms of that. That Disney, you know, you got the five brands at the top. I think we do need that spread out. I think we need uh, maybe either an expansion underneath of of some other ones. You know, Disney needs to, the Disney section definitely needs to be broken up more. It's way too big, and you know, like you you know, like where are they? You know, where are they putting some of this content? You know, it's like Ford versus Ferrari. Is that going under the Disney section? So you're going to have Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Ford versus Ferrari. It just doesn't. It just does not seem the right kind of area to put everything. Yeah, and that's a tricky one because you know the five pillars is easy. It makes sense. You can go. It's Disney. It's Marvel. Star Wars, National Geographic, and Fox. Uh, whatever the fifth one is off the top of my head. I can't remember now. Pixar. Uh, Pixar, that's right. And so it's easy. But as you said, it's, it's not that clearly divisible. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, uh, a couple other movies that have popped recently. They really kind of need to, to break it down further into, well, uh, here are the animated classes, so mm. classics. So this is where you get Cinderella and Peter Pan and, and mm. uh, Pinocchio, et cetera. And then these are the Disney Channel movies. Uh, so if you just want some mindless fun, here you go. Here's the stuff for kids. And I know that they've got collections. Mm. 
Yeah. But they don't really, they don't actually push the collections very well. Yeah, the, the collections have been an odd one. It's kind of like, it feels like a way that they've kind of got into doing it. But I don't know. It's, a bit, it's just a bit of, um, I think a little bit more, I think some more category sections would really help um, help them kind of move things around a little bit. Um, I, I don't even say maybe like second home screen, a bit more just finding stuff. I mean, for me, I just end up just using the search function most of the time because I'm just trying to find the thing that I'm after. Um, I rarely go in and, and the whole thing of like browsing, um, it can be a bit, it's, it's to me, it's like, it's either like everything or nothing. That's all it ever seems like. Right. That's a, that's another thing they need to fix though, is that search function. Um, there's been at least two uh, that I can remember offhand where I searched for 101 Dalmatians because yeah. we did that as one. Yeah. I, so I typed it in, it's 101 Dalmatians. And yeah. it's like, you want to see 101 Dalmatian Street? No, I want 101 Dalmatians. And I had to actually spell out 101. And it's like, that's, that's search engine 101 right there. And then actually this, this past Literally. week, we did the, we, we did the, yeah, we did the, yeah, nice. The, um, the Mighty Ducks movie. And now when I, when I fully typed out Mighty Ducks, it showed up, but in the, you know, the predictive analysis or whatever, do you want to see the Mighty Ducks animated show? And that was the only choice I yeah. was given until I finished spelling it out. And like, no, you have, there's three movies plus the show. I should be getting four just from typing it out. So yeah. They need to fix the search function. Yeah, there's, I think lots of little UI things that they need to keep. I mean, they keep tweaking stuff. They keep adding things. You know, they just added the um, the group watch feature just launched in the US this past week. So you can invite people over and, you know, you can have this thing. And, I don't think you're supposed like, to invite people over for the group. Well, invite, invite people into watching. <laughs> I know what you mean. Know what you mean. Um, which I think is a nice, nice little touch. You know, they kind of hype that up a little bit. Um, Partially for me, it's like, yeah, it's not something I would use, but it's nice now that it's coming out, um, it's now available in the US. It'll be out in other regions by the uh, the end of the fall. So it's slowly just reaching it. And I think adding things like that is great, but some of the basic bits, I mean, they keep tweaking it and keep trying to make it better, but a lot of this stuff was was needed right from the word, you know, maybe the, the tags, you know, they needed to go through and add the tags, you know, how long it's taken them to reorganize episodes, how long it's taken them to do the ratio. Um, they're obviously working hard to constantly keep making, and they, they do, they're constantly updating it. But some of the stuff you do look at and go, yeah, this stuff should have been ready much earlier. You know, Netflix obviously had a big advantage because it, it, it's always been a bit ropey and it had been adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. So Disney Plus now, the app, is in a much better state than it was when it launched. But some of the stuff you're kind of go, well, you know, like, how long is it taking to... Because it's essentially it's a priority. It's like, you know, some of the stuff is like, is it worth putting somebody on this and how much is it going to cost us? Um, and that some of the stuff you do look at and go, you know, these are very basic things. Yeah, and it feels like they didn't really look at their competitors when they were designing. They, they came up with the basic UI and said, it looks clean. It's easy. This is Star Wars. This is Pixar. Uh, and we'll go from there. But then one of the key things when you're launching an app like this is to go, these are what the competitors are offering. Uh, that doesn't mean it's necessarily good, but it's, it is what people expect. And if you don't have these features or they're implemented poorly or they're implemented in some strange way, uh, people will complain. And we saw that. 
And it's like, you know, and as much as like Disney Plus was a new app, it was always that kind of thing. Well, Disney streaming services or BAMTech had been around for years making apps. Um, and it's funny, the search issue, the WWE app had the exact same problem until they recently moved to a different company. But, you know, that was the kind of situation of some of these things have been rolling around for a while. And they just, I think, again, it's probably going to come down to budgets and how much time they're actually putting there to go, you know, how many people are working on these apps? How many people are doing these little changes? How many people are listening to the feedback? Um, I mean, if people are saying about how many errors and stuff, and my list of times I've had errors or problems with the app, um, I really struggle. And some of the times I'm having errors are primarily because of, of some of the things that you're trying to do. Um, but generally, it's like I've had so little errors on while using the app. So it, a lot of people have some major issues, and I don't know if it's different platforms, but um, generally at the minute, I mean, I'm using my Sky Q box as my main source. That seems fine. My iOS devices seem fine. Um, my smart TV or my OTV was really sluggish, but I think that was the television. Um, I mean, I've tried it on my Xbox. I've tried it on my PlayStation 4. Um, and generally, I don't seem to have that many issues with it. I can't actually speak to that too much. Uh, for the most part, I've been watching them on my uh, web browser, uh, mm -hmm. DisneyPlus.com. Occasionally for, for, for major releases, uh, the last of which was Star Wars The Clone Wars, mm -hmm. uh, I will watch it on my Xbox, on my, on my television. Uh, so that, that is pretty much the extent of my app experience. I did that first week when it first came out, I, I loaded it up. And fortunately, I loaded it up the night before because it released slightly early. And I was like, download, 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 download download all the episodes I want to watch. And I'm really glad I did because there were all sorts of login issues that first day. Other than that, haven't used the app at all. Now in, in a, a normal situation when I would have been doing some traveling, I probably would have visited my parents a couple of times. So I would maybe gone to Disney. I've got this one coming up in November, had that one coming up in November. I would have been using the app for that. Uh, but now I'm at home. I'm either in front of my computer. Uh, I'm in bed, in which case I don't want to have, technology around me anyway unless i'm on call and i don't want it near yeah. me or i'm watching television uh yeah so I'm, i i don't have much experience with the app honestly yeah i mean i think i think um i it's i think changing tv and changing boxes and stuff um i was, I was having to use i was using the playstation rather than the tv app because it was a bit sluggish on my old lg tv i got, got an apple tv and i'm finding with that one i just We'll sync it from my iPhone to send it straight to it, and that's been working quite nicely. Um, they have a new, my Samsung TV. I bought a new one of them, and I just had to, had a little bit of issue in sorting that, but I was I think there was some issue with the TV. So I've got at the minute. I mean, I've got under the television between all the devices, I've got five devices running Disney Plus, and I flip between them all to try different ones out. But the day, you know, but I remember for pretty much for six months, um, I was running it through a um, little connect cable in the back of the TV um, connected into and the issues I was, all the issues I was having was, I was like, well, that's because of how I am using my device. It's not the device's fault. It's not Disney's fault. It's the, and since March, no issue. I mean, you know, my wife would jump into the app and watch shows and stuff now because it's on SkyQ because we upgraded to that box. Well, just as a whole, it's, it's, I've just been finding very few people are having issues and they're very you know but 
I don't seem to be hearing the same thing about all the usernames and all the password issues. People, are, you're always going to have that, but the technical issues seem to really kind of dropped off. There's not been, I can't remember the last time, you know, people have been talking about a massive Disney Plus outage. It's, everything seems to be pretty stable for quite a while. You just cursed it, man. <laughs> well, totally, yeah. I, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I remember the password one. Speaking about yeah. features that should have been at launch, uh, we're of course talking about uh, you couldn't kick people out mm. of Disney Plus. So if you shared your account with, um, let's say, an ex-girlfriend, or, or yeah. at the time, girlfriend yeah. became ex-girlfriend, uh, and it was on their TV, you had no way of kicking them off, and they, they could just watch whatever they wanted on your account. Uh, a problem that Netflix it, is known for uh, yeah. You know, it's practically a meme at this point, but of course they have the ability to say, oh, you found out someone has access camp, boop, knock them all yeah. off. That is finally there, but it took them a long time to yeah. get it going on Disney. Yeah, there was, I mean, that whole issue of people like logging into people's Disney Plus accounts using passwords that they found from previous hacks on other platforms because people were using the same passwords. Um, it's just in general, I think obviously with our Facebook group, with that many members with a hundred plus thousand members when there is a problem you and a major problem we tend to know about it very quickly you know you tend to find out you know when people load of people start asking the same issues and stuff but generally the last few months things have um calmed down on that the only thing really that's really been sort of firing everybody up has been the content choices um things like you know things like black is king you know that was a that was a really big kind of controversial I think Hamilton was another really big. There hasn't really been anything for um, anything massive, kind of to grab anyone's attentions for a while. Mulan was a massive, yeah, that was one of the most recent ones. Was when that one dropped as a paid pr product, there was a lot of backlash. I mean, our Facebook group. I mean, we were just, um, we were so busy dealing with issues and people being angry um, with how that was handled. A quick note as well on that one there. It's actually coming to other platforms, digital platforms next week. Um, same price coming, though. Same price. Um, so I don't know if they're going to be the red, but instantly says to me that that didn't work out if they're putting it out onto, you know, the Sky Store and Amazon and Vudu and Fandango. And is it Fandango? What, what's your... I think there? Fandango now. I don't know if that still exists, but yeah, the main ones, uh, Google, Amazon Prime and uh, Vudu. Yeah, see, I think Fandango, I was just thinking of the WWE wrestler. But um, for me, <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah, it was a tag, a tango, a, a tag team. Um, but it was, for me, it's that thing of, what, you know, Mulan was a bit of a controversial thing because of making people pay. And I don't know if that worked. I don't know if that, um, it, by the way, by the looks of it, it doesn't look like it did. You know, the fact they moved Black Widow, whether or not people are willing to accept to pay for it within a streaming service. You know, these are all things that they've been pushing the, bo pushing the boundary. Um, I thought the premium access idea was a, a reasonably good idea for them. I thought it was a good way of maybe getting content like New Mutants and stuff on there earlier. But the data will show if, and the backlash will show whether or not people want a, a simpler paid um, system. But yeah, I think as a whole, it's been, it's been a very interesting year. You seem to go like every few weeks, something big will blast up that will get um, people's attention. And I think we're only a few weeks down for the Mandalorian. So now we're going to be getting into the whole um, second season, a lot more excitement around it going into the second year. And I think that's the whole thing as well. It's, we're not going to have those early bumps that everybody out that, you know, that we had last year. Now it's just going to be dropping in, watching those episodes 
I don't know if you're not going to be able to recapture the bubble with the Baby Yoda memes. Um, I mean, that was a, that was a cultural phenomenon last year. Um, I know, but I, I was walking around yesterday and I had my um, Baby Yoda t-shirt on and the, there was a number of people that did um, comment on it. And, you know, it's still very much there, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the same as it was because that was absolutely crazy last year with Baby Yoda. Yeah, uh, they must have had at least a little idea because they hit it really well. We had no idea yeah. that was coming. We didn't even have merchandise, which was uh, not part of the hiding. I think that was an oversight on their part. Um, I really hope they don't try to... Uh, hi, baby Yoda. Uh, I really hope they... That thing's huge. It is, this, this is not a baby Yoda. This is huge. It, it is... This, this pop vinyl is massive. It, it didn't fit. It was supposed to go on the shelves in the other Mandalorian section, but yeah, it's it's too big. But yeah, never, never mind. Where are you? <laughs> anyway, um, I hope they don't try to mimic that. I hope that they don't have a first episode, whether it's uh, Yoda or uh, Baby Yoda or um, Ahsoka or Boba Fett or something like that. I don't, I don't want that first episode to to have that feeling where, where we're watching the entire episode going, what's what is the meme of the year going cool. to be this time? Uh, I, I would like them to just kind of roll with it and go, no, we're, we're not going to play into that. Let's yeah. just make a good, good show and mm-hmm. not try to, to recreate, which probably unrecreatable, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a, and that was the thing as well. That was a perfect way of like boosting Disney plus when they did that one, it was such a, a unique experience. And yeah, it'll be fun to see how this all rolls out uh, moving forward. Um, just want to kind of literally briefly touch on a few other quick things before. Um, the D23 Expo, that was supposed to be taking place next summer in Anaheim, California. They've pushed that one back now to September 2022. Um, again, this this was, I mean, that was a quite a while out. Um, it was supposed to be like next summer, but... I think they've made the right decision for a couple of reasons of pushing it back. First off, everything that they were gonna and that was coming out next summer had already been was supposed to have been out this summer. So therefore, they would have just been having you there, telling you about stuff that they told you about two years ago. And maybe it's sort of just scheduling in terms of what they they don't know what they're gonna be doing, so they want to switch that. And also, and I think this is fundamentally the big issue of the current situation is not going to be over by them um, and confidence and to get, and to get thousands of people, a you know, hundred plus plus thousand people together in a big stadium or a big conference center right now, feels a long way off. Um, you know, I know for example, here in the UK, we've been told that, you know, all the measures that are in place at the minute, they're in place to the end of March. And that's just like no events, no anything. You know, we already know that that's going to be the case. And until there is a vaccine or we've come to terms with it and differently, I think Disney are being responsible enough to kind of push that away. I wanted to go next year. It was on my to-do list. That was like something I really wanted to kind of go do next year. Now it's moved into 2022. Um, I'm going to be like, yep, I'm, that's, I'm planning on going as as long as things are, are in a better situation. The only issue is now it's like two weeks after the Star Wars celebration. So I was, it was that kind of thing of, you know, the idea of them alternating, you know, whether or not they move Star Wars celebration again, I don't know. 
but that one pushing back, you know, but that was a big thing last year with the launch of Disney Plus. You know, we'd have seen a lots of new stuff coming in in the line. So it's a shame, but at the same time, I'm glad that there's some some kind of foresight. You know, they, they can't they can't keep every you know, especially with those kind of things. You know, for us to all to fly out to it and book hotels and all this, we need to know about it in advance. And people will be starting to book hotels and stuff. And you know, if it's not happening, they can't do it. Yeah, and honestly. For a lot of the reasons you already stated, I'm glad they pushed it back. Uh, it would be nice to separate it away from Celebration. Not that I was planning on going to Celebration anyway, but uh, yeah. It, it should have been this year, isn't it? Celebration. It should have been, been this year. Yeah. Um, but having D23 pushed back a year, I mean, what would they have talked about? It, everything. Everything. The, the parks, the, the, the movies, the, the trailers, Disney Plus itself nothing they, there would be no announcements there'd be like two uh and maybe they'd have a surprise announcement uh here we've got following the obi-wan series we have an anakin series or yeah. a darth vader so i don't i don't take that as a rumor guys yeah. i'm making it up off the top yeah. of my head um yeah i but also pushing it out an additional year gives us more time to hopefully get this under control get the vaccine uh, a vaccine from a source that i trust hopefully yes. uh, with the ability to distribute it. Cause even once the vaccine is out, it's going to take a long time for it to get to everybody. Uh, it, it doesn't just appear out of thin air. Yeah. We've, uh, been, we've been told by the, the, our scientists and experts that they're, you know, their idea is to try and get it rolled out by the, by this time next year. It'll be when they'll be, you know, and it's going to take time and it's going to build confidence. Um, um, the idea of bringing thousands of people together into a big stadium, you know, to do all the Disney Plus announcements sounds fantastic. But right now, I just don't think, you know, there's obviously a lot of people that would that, are, that want to just carry on. But there's a big thing of it as well. The parks are all over the... I mean, the parks are in a complete state of what's going on in there. You know, Disneyland is still not open. You know, they've got the 100th anniversary of Walt Disney that they want to celebrate, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And... Everything's in, uh, every, you know, it's like they dig. How can they plan? You know, the, and these events take take ages to build. I mean, I think all the big events of next year, you know, they're all going to be either much smaller or just online again because I think this year has shown things aren't quite ready for it. And, it's, and I, I was quite surprised that the twenty they were that open about the fact that they pushed it back a year. But I'm also really glad that they've been open about See, that and been. See, I think they pushed it back for the reason that you stated before. People are making plans. People are buying plane tickets or, or looking into buying plane tickets, looking into buying hotel rooms, um, Airbnb, whatever, renting cars and so on. Uh, and them getting this out as soon as possible says, let's, let's make the decision there. Uh, and people don't come back next year and go, I bought tickets. I, I'm all set to go. Why? Why didn't you tell us earlier? So now they can just say, we know it's not happening. Um, I also would like to add, if you're going to Disney World at three o'clock in the morning, it's perfect. Time. It's completely <laughs> empty here right now. This is great. It's, it's kind of an old one. I think right now, you know, we've got to, you know, they've got to be looking at, I think this is going to affect Disney Plus moving forward for the next year of, you know, the shows that they're making, they're going to have to slow things down. They're going to have to drip feed out more content. Um, I think we are really, I think we haven't really seen that yet, but you know, I think the early part of 2021, we're going to see a lot of more 
content arriving on Disney Plus from the back catalogs. They've probably been working away on those library content to bring us. And people have going, why are you bringing these shows? It's like, well, they're going to have to, they're going to have no movies or no TV series ready for maybe like January, February, March, April. There's going to be a lot. There's going to be, we're really going to start hitting that drought at that point. That's when it's going to start hitting. It will, you know, this fall is fine, but winter is going to be tricky because while they can get Falcon and the Winter Soldier out, hopefully spring, um, some, you know, you cannot lose six to nine months of filming without it having an impact a year down the line. And like I said, you know, even while they are filming, they're still having delays while they're filming. So things aren't moving quite as fast. Things are slowing down. So I think we're going to have a real, 2021 is going to be a bump, another bumpy year, whether or not it's as bumpy. But um, I think you know, where people, I mean, the back catalogue is the one thing that Disney can use to try and boost things up, hitting that back catalogue from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and, be, and so on, and bringing those movies in. I think, the, I think the Fox library right now is the number one, there's got to be something that they can go, that's where they can just raid. They can just keep raiding that and putting in shows and channels and movies and really using that content to help boost out Disney+. Plus. I would love some future Rama to go alongside the Simpsons. That's uh, that might not be that might be a pipe dream. Um, I, I to be honest, right now I wouldn't say I wouldn't say no to any. I think all of this stuff is. It depends what you know. I think Disney Plus is growing. I think it is going to become more mature. Maybe not mature in the you know M rates. It's still not going to go down that line. But I think we are going to see a lot more content because Disney know that this is this is the baby now. This is the number one priority for the company. And they can't continue to half do it. And it's like all this stuff with Star and, you know, the, the fact that everything went quiet and every time, you know, the, the, they, they just briefly mention it. It's like, are they changing their plans? Are they moving things? Are they literally, it was the entire investors event. They've now changed their plans of what they were planning to do. You know, it really don't know. I would imagine that they had plans built up around uh, Mulan, both in terms of how they were going to launch it and then after the premiere, uh, access thing, yeah. you know, if it was a success, I, I bet they were already starting work on on uh, some other titles to get on the Premier Access yeah. program. Um, whether or not that's still the case, we'll find out maybe at the investor call. Uh, the other thing I was thinking, in addition to back catalog items, we'll, we're going to see uh, cheap content, uh, by which I mean cheap to make, not necessarily cheap in terms of quality. Uh, the obvious choices, of course, are game shows, reality television, stuff like that. Some of those are going to be kind of limited because you can't get people too close to each other, but it's still content they can make. But also stuff like uh, Zenimation. Um, maybe not specifically more Zenimation stuff, but things where they can take existing assets, um, you know, storyboards, animation cycles, things like that, and just churn out some content uh, that way, whether narrated or ambient, we'll see. I think it is. I mean, the animated content is going to be one thing we're going to see a lot of probably for 2021 because it was the one thing that it got affected, but it's been everyone's been much more people have been able to work from home for it, and therefore, you know, there's not been the delays that they've had with the live action stuff. So, I think, yeah, we are going to see much more of this stuff dropping in. And I think, as a whole, you know, we're gonna it should be exciting to see where all this goes and what we're going to get. But I do think 2021's lineup is going to be very different from what we initially thought. Um, I think the other big problem as well is we've been hearing a lot about, you know, 
ideas of stuff of like they've signed this company, they've done this, they've announced this, they've announced that. Probably getting to a point soon where they're going to have such a backlog full of scripts and shows in the can that they can't really kind of buy much more up because they've got to make it all. You know, they're going to get to a point where they've got that many scripts and shows booked, ready to go. But they've just got to film them all. It's going to be difficult. On the flip side of that, though, it will allow them to be a lot more selective in what scripts they decide to, to ultimately end up filming, right? Uh, so you'll end up in a situation where, you know, a movie that might have been greenlit before, but, you know, wasn't up to the quality that you would want from a Disney or a Pixar movie, uh, doesn't get made because a better script has come along. I, I said this, heck, I said this back when this started, actually. Um, the writers have nothing to do but write right now. That, that was a lot of writing in a single sentence. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and when, when we've seen this kind of thing happen, like with writer strikes in the past where they're not working and all they're doing is just sitting there working on manuscripts, you get some really good stuff out of it uh that that's not an encouragement to let's let's do this all the time or let's have strikes all the time but with some patience and and you won't see the results probably for like two or three years even after this is over uh we will probably get some really good content down the road as a result well i also think as well we're going to see um some big changes in how they film I think the volume that they use for the Mandalorian, the big screen, you know, they're going to be using that a lot more. Know the new, <clears throat> sorry, I know the new Thor movie, they're going to be filming that. Kenobi, you know, we're going to see a lot more of this. We're going to see a lot less big groups of people, less less people. I think stories are all going to be, you know, they're all going to be trimmed. I think you're going to start seeing characters trimmed to try and keep the cast numbers down. And I think we're going to see a lot more of this. I think there's a lot of change in terms of the ensembles of how many people we've got because they just can't bring people in and there's going to be i mean i know um you know like where where people are as well in terms of just you know i think like i think one of the new series that they've announced the director's changed just because he's in the uk and the the, the other guy was in america it's like well you're there you're the film we're filming there the actors are there you're just doing that there you know things are going to be just changing and we're going to have that for for a while you've got to do what the circumstances allow you to do. I wasn't going to finish that with the cliche, but there are going to be restrictions that everyone is going to have to work around. And sometimes those restrictions turned into some like amazingly creative things. We've seen this in movies all the time. You'll listen on to like the, the commentary tracks where like, why did we do it this way? Well, uh, we didn't have the money to do it any other way than this. And you get some iconic scenes doing that. On the flip side, you also occasionally get like, why does this look terrible? You know, we ran out of money. Well, I think the big issue moving forward as well will be the fact that like the mid-tier and low-tier movies that are for streaming will probably still be something that they're going to be pushing forward with. Um, We'll still be seeing a lot of that. It's the big budget stuff, the big 200 plus million dollar movies where confidence in that is they've got them in the bank and they're going to wait. But you know, I think there's going to be a lot less funding going on. For They've got the slate. You can't just take a year out of your, your release schedule and it not knock on for years. But, you know, things like Clouds and Black Beauty are acquisitions that Disney have made. You know, where we're going to start seeing more of that, where they, they're picking up the smaller titles. Because there's a lot of companies right now that are literally viewing this as a, um, the goldmine of all these streaming services because they can just literally make a movie 
and then sell it to the highest bidder because every streaming service is looking for stuff. And I'm, I'm glad that Disney are in, the, are in the running now and are picking up stuff. And it still feels weird of, you know, Warner Brothers movie was picked up by Disney for clouds. And there's going to be an, apparently a, a behind the scenes documentary series that goes alongside that. Um, and I just think we'll see a lot more of that moving forward. These smaller little titles that are much cheaper to make, we'll see them arriving on Disney+. Plus. And this is the flip side of what I was talking about before, where we will eventually see an increase in quality because writers are just churning out content that can't do anything with right now. We're, we're going to be looking at a lot of these companies rating back, back catalogs or like, yeah, we said no to that two years ago, but um, this is not two years ago. And, yeah. and, we'll, and there was probably a reason it got shelved two years ago, but now they're just like, we need something, give it to us. I think that's where like some of these shows from like 20th century studios and stuff, some of the back catalog, they are going to be going, yeah, we need some shows to go on to Disney plus for the next six months. Let's start rating this. And also how it's going to work internationally, you know, how they're going to float in. Um, who knows? I think things are all up in the air, but so we're going to end this week's episode on looking at what's currently trending on Disney plus. So the minute we starting at the bottom, going forward, we've got puppy dog pals, Aladdin cars, Hamilton, the Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom dropped down a little bit. Uh, Clone Wars, Avengers Endgame, Coco. Now, there's going to be a theme here. We can see what's happened where Halloween Town, Toy Story, Toy Story 4, The Mandalorian, Jesse, Phineas and Ferb, Frozen, Secret Society of Second Born Royals, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Maleficent, Onward, Once Upon a Time, Frozen 2, Hocus Pocus, uh, Moana, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and The Simpsons. Not a huge surprise there to see The Simpsons at the top, but a few little Halloween ones have kicked in. And I think that Halloween collection that's been added to the front page, it, it, really funny how those collections on the front can really change what's what people... It is thing if people start up the app, that little icon has changed on there of what the, the movies they're pushing and suddenly they can just fly up like, and it's oh, Halloween time and everyone's jumped straight into it already. <laughs> I think people were ready for Halloween season to start. Uh, I know it's, it's a bigger thing here in the States than it yeah. is over in Europe, but I think even keeping in mind that there's probably not going to be proper trick-or-treating this yeah. year, uh, I think people are just like, this is something that we can look forward to. It's the fall. Uh, even if I am alone in my house, I get to play dress up with something, you know, I get to do a, we don't call it cosplay during Halloween. So yeah. you get to put a costume on, uh, you get to, you know, talk about pumpkins and, and all the, the fun foods of Halloween. I think, mm, I definitely think, I think people just wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Say again. I think people will be ha- decorating a little bit more. Yes. I was, I was thinking of, you know, they already more, are. Yeah. I was thinking, well, maybe I should kind of do a little bit of Halloween-y stuff and the Christmas stuff just to kind of set, set, set up a bit. But yeah, like you say, it's, it's a little bit different over there. It's going to be interesting to see how this all works. People are going to be wanting, I know people are already putting up Christmas decorations and, you know, and it's a bit it's like, a little early. it's also, it's only that, you start looking at going, it's like me with Christmas movies. I don't like to start watching Christmas movies until pretty much probably like December because right. it's, a, it's a long, it's a long be a long winter this year <laughs> it's gonna be, be like, it's yeah. gonna be long but also a little bit devil's advocate i think a lot of people are just ready for the year to be over <laughs> and just like yeah put the christmas stuff up and maybe christmas will get here a little bit faster yes yes I'm, i must i was in a christmas shop in edinburgh and um it had all the decorations and michael buble was going and all the rest of it and i was going 
Well, they go, yeah, it's not that far away, but I still, yeah, but nevertheless. So there we go. That was episode 100. So we did a bit of a rambling today about all kinds of little bits and pieces because it, why not? Um, but let us know in the comments below. Um, what are you thinking of the year ahead for Disney Plus? Where do you think it's all going to be going? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember as well, you can help support the channel and the podcast over at Patreon and also on YouTube on our membership system. Remember to go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can find us on the social medias. You can join our Facebook group and all the rest of it, really. You can join our newsletter. Keep up with all the latest. So there we go. I said I didn't do um, what we've been watching because I haven't watched a single thing this week. (laughs) I I, I can do this very, very quickly. I watched Rogue One and A New Hope uh, to get ready for Star Wars Squadrons, which came out uh, yesterday now, which... I have been waiting for for decades. This is the successor to the X-Wings, which I grew up on, and I love it. It's been fantastic. And I also watched, uh, not on Disney+, Plus, but The Right Stuff, the movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't need to. I, I know the entire movie by heart. I could probably like monologue all the dialogue for you right now. Uh, but still, I, I love the movie, you know. And I, I just wanted to watch it. So it is. Yeah, well, I must be honest. I, am, I want to finish off the Avengers campaign before I then buy... Squadrons. So Squadrons on my list because I want to do it with the PSVR and do the full. Oh, if I've I got. Accept it. I've got it on uh, PC VR, and yeah, yeah I, I've had an issue with the frame rate. I know the, if you follow the forums at all, there's a, a Hertz issue there. But oh, in, in 3D, the first time uh, a buzzed a Star Destroyer in a Tie Fighter, you just like. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. My and thing it, is, yeah, my thing is, like, I've got to finish one game because I've got to finish that one before I can. So, I can jump on. so how do you consider the Avengers finished? Because it, it's it's game as service model um, means potentially thousands of hours, but I personally considered it done once the primary campaign was done. Well, I'm assuming there's credits at the end of the campaign, but um, yeah, usually once I've once I've finished a campaign, because um, I'm not interested in. I'll be honest, I'm not running around collecting all those little icons. Just, I don't care about maxing out my character. I don't care about the costumes. I want the story. And yeah, there's too many games out and I'm enjoying it. But um, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. If the game service is not something I'm interested in playing. Same here. And last thought regarding that. This is actually the perfect example of what we were talking about earlier, where uh, companies need to look at what the competitors are doing because Avengers is like, yeah, we're just going to take everything that Anthem did. Anthem was popular, right? It's like yeah. uh, popular for news sites to, to slam on for a couple of weeks there. Probably not the best model to follow. And if they'd done any amount of homework, they could have made that much better. Yeah, I, I, it's just kind of one of those weird things, I think, right now. I mean, I've got all my Xbox and my PlayStation pre-orders and we've got loads of games. So, um, yeah, so it's be, it should be a good winter. Um, so hopefully there's some content to take me away from that but nevertheless guys thank you very much for joining us and we shall see you guys in another episode laters later